recording. We have our red bars and our and our blue mountains. Red bars and blue mountains. That's the name of my song that I wrote for you. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm excited to hear it. And now I will perform it for you. It goes something like this. Well, there were red bars and blue mountains. All right, I'm going to cut you off. I'm yeah. going to cut you off right now. You probably should. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's I'm in that mood. Because I told you I watched the Country Music Awards. Ooh. You... I bet you were in for a treat, weren't you? That was... Oh, man. Does your mom like country music? Is she like a fan of the country music thing? The scene? That scene there? A casual she, fan, she, I guess. Is she is she in that scene? She was there at the awards. She she won best new vocal performer female. Did I don't she know present? Did she present, a, present an award? I'd like to thank my son, Will. Right now, I, I assume he's at, in his dark room masturbating. <laughs> thank you, Will, for supporting me. <laughs> yep, he's doing that. Goo! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Great job, Mom! Whoa! <laughs> Suddenly I became a munchkin. <laughs> um, but, dude, have you ever seen... I don't think I've ever seen anything like this in my life. Wow, it was a spectacle. It was kind of a... I mean, there were some things that were happening there that really... Did they unnerve you? Or was it like was it like terrifying or just like a new experience? It wasn't like meltdown. It was just like I was, conf- I was confused. I was kind of just dumbstruck by the thing. Ooh, you were dumbstruck. Well, it was like nothing Struck that dumb. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing that happened there fit with my I guess world my, view? my yeah, my world view of what that is, that country music is. Like forgive me, I just ate lots of pancakes. <clears throat> Did you make pancakes? No, I'm at my I'm in Houston this weekend. Oh. Yeah, hence that's why I'm watching the Country Music Awards with my mom. Oh. You want to do that noise again just for some case? Okay, good. No, yeah, that's that's the story. And I just had pancakes, and so the the mucus, the viscosity, you know, milk and pancakes and syrup. Mrs. Butterworth's syrup, syrup. I, for the first time uh, this year, it's a huge moment for me every year, uh, purchased eggnog. I make a fairly mean eggnog buttermilk pancake, which I'm pretty excited to... uh, to get to get plopped on the griddle, as they say, and to pimp out to Podside and listeners. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. All right. All well, right continue. We... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna moan here for a yeah, while. That's what I thought. That's this is uh, Podside in <laughs> 22, in which Dustin moans. That's the subtitle right. of the thing. And if anyone wants to record it and use it as a ringtone, I'm I'm okay with that. My moan is not copyrighted, so feel free. Actually, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. Do you think anyone has ever? Mm. Do you think anyone has ever had sex while listening to my podcast? Mm. Um, I think I, no, I, no, I, I think I think that <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I think, <laughs> think no. You know what? I take that back. Um, if there was anything that I I think might help me like <laughs> sustain, sustain an erection longer, <laughs> I feel like it might be your podcast. Okay, it's one of the least sexy things I think I can I can I can imagine. Right. You know, it's like a... I, I just have that playing in the background. I focus on that. I focus on your voice, and boom. I'm I'm as I'm as flaccid as an earthworm. My, like my podcast is like a, it's like an audio blast of ED medicine. It just hits you right where yeah. it needs to go. No, it's the opposite of that. Yeah, well, it's that's a true. D, it's deboner medicine. It's a DD. It's a it's a, a disruption. <laughs> it's a it's DD. Hey, have you tried my DD pill? It's crazy. It does exactly what no one ever wants. It's actually. It's are you actually ti- are not... you are you tired of your incredibly long lasting, <laughs> powerfully rigid boners? Yeah. Make sure to try my D-boner pill. 
In yeah. less than two minutes, you will be limp and sad. And your penis will and, fall and off. weeping in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Podsiden does. Anyway, about these CMAs, my observation, first of all, is that all the country music stars now, all of the male country music stars, again, like I said, it did not fit with what I thought. There, there were a lot of leather wristbands with like studs and there were a lot of like frayed backwards baseball caps Mm -hmm. and there Mm -hmm. were a lot of like tight you know shirts and tattoos and you know earrings and everybody has that going on yeah yeah none of them look like cowboys i thought they were look i thought they were supposed to look like cowboys and cowgirls so i think country music in 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 an attempt to be more palatable by the non-south has tried to do this, like get... I mean, you know, one of the biggest country music stars is from Australia. He's not even close to being a cowboy. I don't think that's the point anymore as where it used to, it used to be like we're working-class dudes singing about our working-class life. Now, if you look up... Honestly, like I did this. So you know the show The Voice, right? I do. I know that program. So Blake Shelton is one of the judges on The Voice. He's, he, he, he like evidently cleaned up at the Country Music Awards. He's a big-time star, big deal. I met him during the ceremony, yeah. Right, you shook his hand. I shook um, his hand. I met him through the TV waves. Right, right. Uh, he entered your brain. Um, Definitely. So he was in a bit of a Twitter war, which, oh my God, don't even get me started on Twitter wars uh, now. Yeah, most I don't ridiculous think thing I can... in the world. But anyway, he got in a Twitter war with a country music star who was basically, his, his, the country music star was like, the voice... I'm paraphrasing. The voice is stupid because it basically these people who win the voice and get famous because of the voice aren't getting famous through like hard work is what he said. So I look up this guy's not Blake Shelton, this other guy. I look up this guy's Wikipedia. So he goes off, he he quits college and moves to Nashville living off of his parents' money. His parents are incredibly wealthy, right? So he basically searching for record. his job becomes searching for record deals living off his parents money that's not working hard that's bullshit here's this guy complaining about oh these people in the voice are just getting a shortcut you're sure you had, that guy got a shortcut you know what i'm saying if i wanted a record deal you know what i would have to do i would have to get 17 jobs most likely i would have to sell my penis on the streets <laughs> to pay for something as i spent my free two and a half hours playing at shitty bars you know what i mean yeah and it just kind of pisses me off because I feel like there's this idea where it's like that's hard work. Living off of your parents' money as you shop around for a record deal is hard work. Yeah. Struggle. It's such a struggle because it's so damaging to your confidence. That doesn't right. matter. Right. And all this just... to say, this guy, this guy here, this, this, this schmuck, this, this schlemiel is a country music star now. And I wonder how, like, Hank Williams, if, if he was talking to Hank Williams, what Hank, Hank Williams would kick him in the face. Well, I was about to say, Hank Williams would just fight him and win. That would be what would Right, happen. Hank Williams would just break his eyes. Like, right. that's what would happen. break his nose and his face, and he would probably break a bottle into his face and kill him with the bottle. There was a really cool article in Texas Monthly about um, Willie Nelson. Now, there is a story of a guy. Well, he, he was— started, I he, mean, started out, he started outlaw country. How cool is that? <laughs> he, he began the genre known as outlaw country. Willie was at the Country Music Awards. Oh, he was? He was given the first, uh, what will be an annual award, the Willie Nelson Lifetime Achievement Award. Not surprisingly, Willie Nelson was given the first one. That makes sense. He came up on stage with a bunch of the people who were, had gotten awards that night, and they're all the, they're all the schmucks and the schlemiels you were talking about. Right, right, right. And he got on there, and I, he's, um, you know, he, I think he did pretty well. He, he doesn't quite know where he is. 
Well, he's he's severely medicated. He's he was he was pretty doped up. I'm not sure he didn't quite know where he was. Had a little trouble getting those uh, getting that solo out on the guitar. Mm-hmm, not really, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. He's losing a little bit of that, so that's fine. But here's what he didn't do: he didn't make a fool of himself when he spoke after getting his award, like half the other people did. Exactly. There was a group called Little Big Planet who won for <laughs> little. No, it wasn't Little Big. Little Big something. I don't remember now. Uh, little Big Planet. That'd be amazing. <laughs> they won some award, and one of them it was a group of. I guess two men and two women. One of them goes, I just want to thank Capitol Records and Jesus. Of course. In, you know, in that order. Jesus works for Capitol Records, I, I assume. How about Miranda Lambert, who I'm kind of down with, or I thought I was, because a few years ago she had this song about, you know, she's like shooting someone with a shotgun. Well, Oh, she, yeah, the, the, the bullets song or whatever. Yeah, shotgun the or, bullets, yeah. shotgun with my bullets or, or bullets on Broadway or anyway. They, that, was, that was it. That bullets was on Broadway, <laughs> shot, shot, shotguns on Main Street. But she Hello, get, my baby. Hello, <laughs> my darling. <laughs> or we, could we hick it up a little bit? Maybe they'll have a high. There it is. Yeah. Best so, new artist. Best new song is bullets on my Main Street Broadway shotgun. I'd buy it. She wins an award. And she has, I would say, put on a few pounds, looking maybe maybe one too many hamburgers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, a few, few too many barbecues. And at that evening, I think she had had maybe one too many beverages. Uh-huh. And so Which is she, the only way I feel like you can get through an evening like that is to get just hammered. You know? I mean, she – but I didn't see when they would have beverages. They were just – there weren't tables like at the Golden Globes. They were just looking at a stage. That's lame. These people all had flasks or they were liquored up beforehand or whatever. Anyway – I hope they had flasks. I, <laughs> I don't know where she would put a flask, but... Uh-oh. Hello. Mature audiences. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pot side and explicit. Mm, explicit comedy. Straight to your brain <laughs> holes. She gets up on stage. The first thing she says into the microphone is, holy crap. Mm-hmm. She's keeping it together real well. Yeah. She, she said something was freaking awesome. Okay. She goes, I wanted to go crawl in a hole and die. I mean, she was... So she was really on point. Oh, she was on. She was yeah, on. It. She was on some something. I don't know about these. They do. They do music, and I see people in the. First of all, I have never seen a more Caucasian room in my entire life. There was not a single person of any color. You have there's to be a one, certain. There's one African American country artist, and he's like the. I think he's the Hootie and the Blowfish guy. He wasn't even sure. there. They don't let him in there anymore. Well, I, are they afraid he's going to steal something? Like, I, think, <laughs> I think so. I think that, right. <laughs> no, I know. I know what you're saying. Every shot I've seen, and it's not only. It's not even Caucasian. It's like these people aren't even. No, it's like they're not. They're even, like they're paler than you. No, I feel like they don't. Is, yeah, uh, they have never been to a beach. I mean, it's Nashville. There's no beach. Right. When they're when they're performing, they're doing devil horns at the at the show and i'm like do you guys know what you're what are you guys doing no, they don't they don't know what's happening and they're all so weird like kind of placed like almost like american bandstand like you think they might be put there to make the show better mm-hmm. it was a weird weird show that's super strange yeah and then and then in between no, no. that during the ads they had reba mcintyre and Tim Allen. Who I like. I, li- I like Reba McIntyre. She has a, she has another sitcom. She's advertising oh, it with right. Tim Allen, who you also love, I'm sure. They, he has a show on ABC, which is the worst. Well, they she, have the same show now. They're on the same show? They're on the same show, right. For real, they're on the same show? I thought they were just advertising it together. No, no, they, they, they are on a new show together. It's called, like, Man in the Middle of the House or something. I don't know. It's really stupid. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. The Man in the Big Red House. It's 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 like Man in the Middle or something like that. But yeah, they're they're um they're a couple in a new sitcom. So his other shit got canceled. Oh yeah. Oh uh, well, that's good. But 
but the preview for this thing was dreadful and mm-hmm. and and it's just him and her and I don't know how much I can take of the hee haw and the y'all and the I don't it was just yeah those CMAs dude Ugh. well I was I was planning on watching them every year for the rest of my life but now I don't think so <laughs> so it was just a weird weird show hmm but yeah dude and at the end of like a a week cuz this week man has there's some things going on this week there are not like you said not not the least of which was the Lucas film thing yeah, so I mean, how, what are, what are your thoughts on this? My thought is that I like I said, like I told you on 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 email, on capital E email, I mm-hmm. my mind was blown. I I couldn't believe it. Well, was your mind blo- so so I guess here's my question. Was your mind blown because you think it was a bad thing or because you thought Lucas would never ever set would die in the captain's chair of Lucas? Yeah, the second thing. I don't know that it's a good okay. thing or a bad thing. It's kind of an irrelevant thing at this point cuz the, right, right. the luster of Star Wars is gone cuz the the three movies suck now. But That's why I think that's why I think it's a it's a good thing. You think it's okay. It couldn't have been a worse thing. Yeah, it's a neut- <laughs> it's a neutral thing kind of, right? Like Well, well, I think I think it can, things can only get better. Okay. Like there's this yeah. new, there's this news that the seventh movie is coming out, right? Yeah, yeah. The man made three incredible movies. Like that's without a doubt, three of the greatest movies of all time. But then he 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 since for twenty years has made just complete and utter crap. He well he hasn't done anything except those other three movies. Right. Um, so in my opinion, at this point, it's the same thing. Even if the result isn't great, something needs to be done, and that's where I feel like the Star Wars franchise is. Do I think Disney's going to make another Empire Strikes Back? Absolutely not. But I'm excited to see what a new direction does. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get that mentality. My my attitude on it tends to be, okay, now it's going to be more like another one of these other ch- children-oriented franchises like Transformers. It's just going to be more like that, which would not be any worse than the prequels are. And you run the risk when it, when it comes... I mean, I, I think Disney makes great products in some regards, but I also think they make... Like any, like any m- monolithic structure, they make a lot of bad stuff too. So we'll see what, what comes out of it. But I was just so... <laughs> George Lucas for this last like decade. I mean, that was just. But sadness. for all the, but for all the, so much of his life has been defined by, you know, oh, I can. These are my movies, and I can change them mm-hmm. whenever I want, and and you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really, really weird. I don't know. So, so I want to uh, talk to you about this this rental rental car thing that we discussed. Yeah. What was the story there? So the story here was. It's not a very long story. I just got a I got a compact car. You know, we were gonna go take a day trip uh, to get apple cider. Okay. It's big up here, I guess. You go to apple orchards and they like press the cider for you. Anyway, I go there, and I feel like people only rent compact cars, right? I don't ever understand why anyone would rent any other car. No. But they never have them. Like I got a minivan <laughs> this time. I'm like, what do I do with a minivan? <laughs> So I'm me. I do not look like a minivan-er, you know. So I'm talking to this lady, and she's like, we can upgrade you at no cost. And here's the other thing. They always upgrade you at no cost. I feel like this is a terrible business model. They should just have all compact cars and then, like, one van, one SUV. Because what they're doing is they're giving me a van at the price of a tiny Prius. I think there are taxes. I think they get you somehow. Gas. They get you somehow? You think it's it's a trap? You think they're trapping me in a van? Anyway, so I'm talking to the lady at the front desk, right? She's very nice. Very All these people at these rental cars, they're very excited about their jobs. Um, <laughs> okay. Which I don't understand. Um, and she's like, oh, she, she, I have a look of, you know, incredulity on my face when she tells me there's a minivan here. 
And she's like, oh, trust me, trust me. I drove a minivan last weekend. They are full of incredible technology. <laughs> that was, I'm like, that was, those are her words. Full of incredible technology. Like, I'm driving the Enterprise. Like, she's yeah. giving me the Enterprise here for my trip to the Apple Orchard, right? <laughs> it was ridiculous. I didn't... Uh, oh, and, and by the way, the incredible technology was an auxiliary out. <laughs> Everything has this. Like, right. Well, if you had pulled the panel back, you'd see all the switches for like the deflector shield and the missiles and everything. I guess. Yeah, what incredible technology! Oh, it has wheels. Have you seen the the minivan? The new what is it like a Chrysler, like a like a like a Dodge Caravan? What is it? What kind of a minivan was it? It was one of the big Hondas. That was it. So it was like the Honda, like a Honda family or something like a Honda. The, right, the Honda like Voyager, like the, or the, 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 the Honda Honda. like living room. Yeah. So yes, I mean, I told you when I was in San Jose, I was up at like 2 a.m. and then I come and whatever. I've been up for like 20 hours. Mm-hmm, I go mm-hmm. over to the Enterprise desk. There's a weird thing where they all wear suits. I don't really get that. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that. What is that? But anyway, whatever. Fine. But I go up and I just, I had reserved an ordinary compact car. You don't get to specify the model, but it gives you like it might be one of these. Fine. I just want an ordinary compact car. It's already kind of expensive, I think, to rent a car in terms, yeah. in terms of what I would think that would. I don't know. You know how you have expectations of what something in the world costs and then mm-hmm. sometimes things are cheaper, sometimes things are more expensive. This falls in the second category. I think renting a car is more expensive than I would think it would be. Right. Considering how it would pro- presumably be such a popular, like, necessary thing that people need to do a lot. Anyway, there's no, you cannot just get, you cannot just sign the thing and get the keys and go. There are like four or five steps before you can even think about getting, you know, going up to the car. There's, yeah. first of all, there's, First of all, there's, there's, you have to take five minutes to retrieve my reservation. Mm-hmm, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. like, what, what, is it, what are you doing for five minutes? It's electronic. It's just in a thing somewhere. I'm the only I assume cust- once you type my name in, you find it. Like, I it's called a search engine, yeah. Like, I, they have it on now. They have things called the internet where you can do that, and you're not – it's just – it's crazy. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the problem is there. The, and then the, the dude in the suit is, like, with his hair slicked back, like, all right, pal. He's going from the Enterprise desk to his Wall Street bank. To the whole, yeah, right, exactly. And then he says, so would you like to hear about our upgrades? I can offer you. I was like, no, you know, I'd really just, I, I'm, I'm fine with what, whatever I reserved. I'd really just like to, to kind of get on with this and get to the hotel. Well, you know, I can offer, I can upgrade you to a Camaro for only $5 more a day. And I'm like, dude, what? a Camaro? Look at right. me. Look at me. I'm in a freaking Game of Thrones t-shirt and jeans with a, with a kind of a crummy suitcase. What am I going to do in a Camaro? Yeah. What am I going to, like... Are you in? Are you out of your mind? What am I gonna do in a Camaro? Well, and, and then I imagine you had to do the walk around, right? Don't you? Do oh, that, that was that later. Route? First, you go through the all these schemes. Oh. There's like seven different Ponzi schemes where they sell you gas. Oh my god! Right. None of them sound even remotely legit. If you got an email that was describing this as like a business proposal to you, you would think it was one of those crazy Nigerian biz scams. Like none right, of well, these. Well, that email would probably give you a virus. Right, right, exactly. None of these, none of these plans sound even like remotely financially oh, no reasonable way. at all to you. And you know what's, you know what's super bullshit also is ninety nine point nine. Unless you have a credit card from like Joe's House of Money, <laughs> like credit cards have rental insurance on them, like built in, and no one tells you that. So they they offer you this insurance, and I found out the hard way because my mom has always been like. Get insurance, you know, right. get in just in case. Right. So, as like the first few times I rented a car, I was like, "Yeah, I'll get the insurance." You know, it's extra like twenty bucks a day, ridiculous. And then I find out one day, all of that is I'm I'm double covering myself, right. and they know it. No, of every, course they know. Oh, yeah. every credit card has insurance on it. 
Right. You know? No, and I... So and now, now whenever... So, so get this. When I got my card this time, she was like, um, do you want uh, insurance? And I was like, no, my credit card has it. And she gave me this smile like, oh, you got my riddle. And she was like, yeah, the insurance is on the card. I'm like, why don't you tell people this? Like, oh, you, you, know you got us. You, you, you caught me. Right. It was, she was like, okay, you have unlocked the third level of Enterprise. You you answered my Sphinx-like question. Come on through this special door into right. Candyland. I'm like, next, what? next we're going to go to the Minotaur. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I And then, but there's there's also... See, I did know that going in. I Someone had told me that don't get the insurance they offer you because you've already got it. So then when they offer me insurance, first of all, you can't not get insurance. There's like the, there's super tier, mega tier and ultra tier of insurance. I say, you know, no, I don't, I don't actually need any insurance. I've, I've got that already. And then they're like, well, what is your policy number? I'm like, are you for real? It's 11 PM. I'm in California. Just give me the goddamn car. I don't know what my Mm. policy number is. Oh, hold on. Hold on one second. I've, I've memorized my policy number here because of all the times I (laughs) use it. For this purpose. Right. That seems like so much more of a hassle than it needs to be. You want to make some money? Here's what you do. You start a rental car joint that doesn't put people through seven ringers to get a car. It's a car. Right. It's like a common thing. It's like going and renting a broom. Exactly. You should, not that anyone would ever do that, but it's like it should be that easy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I need a broom. I'll go get a broom. Oh, I need a car. I'm in a, I'm in a foreign city. A foreign city. You know, California. <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I'm saying? It should be so I'm in easy. this mysterious foreign land. I'm in this, <laughs> I'm in this unmapped. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm looking for the fountain of youth. <laughs> I, Cabeza de Vaca over here. Yeah, Cabeza de Will. And it's just head of will. Yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Cabeza de Will. I don't know. <laughs> the the, the lesser known Spanish explorer. explorer. Name. Yeah. <laughs> what happened was he set sail and then they drowned. They just, there was a storm and they drowned. That was right. the extent of his voyage. So Zipcar is, is essentially what you're saying an alternative for car companies. What you do basically is you sign up and it's like a month, it's like there's like a yearly fee. And you, if you need a car, um, you just go onto their website and they have a ton of little like areas around the city where they just keep these cars parked and so you're like i need a car from noon to four and so you type it in their website and they tell you the nearest car that's available from noon to four and you reserve it the negatives are if you want to rent a car for an extended period of time it's much more expensive well not much more but it's more expensive than renting a car i should have known that somebody already did i mean there's no business idea that's not done at this point oh right no exactly but I actually have i actually have have a story with zipcar so so i got a zipcar this weekend because one of my friends so did I tell you about the the bear incident that we had driving to Delaware? No, but I want to hear about it. Okay, so my friend was uh, is getting married. Uh, <laughs> Outside, my, the bear incident. <laughs> the bear incident. So anyway, my, my friend is getting married. Okay, actually, he got married like two weekends ago. Like four weeks ago, we were driving down to Delaware for his bachelor party because there's a little beach community where one of the guys has like a house. There are like ten dudes going down to this Delaware beach town or whatever, right? <laughs> Podside and ten dudes. <laughs> ten, ten dudes. Ten dudes in a beach town. Ten That's... dudes and a bear in a beach town. I think I've got that uh, video. Oh, my God. Uh, so anyway, Mike, the guy getting married, uh, myself, and then a guy named Craig uh, were the, the contingent from Boston. So we were driving down to Delaware, which is like a seven-hour drive, right? I didn't know it was that long. Okay. Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty long. So anyway, we're driving down. Well, because this place is in the southern tip of Delaware also, so you have to drive through like all of Delaware. Anyway, Podside, driving down. the southern tip. Southern tip, far more sensitive than the northern tip, actually. Uh, yeah. We're driving down on this, like, uh, it's highway, but it's in the middle of, like, kind of a rural New England area. And all of a sudden, and we're in Mike's car. All This is all going to explain why I got a zip car. We're in Mike's car driving down, the guy getting married. All of a sudden, the semi, there's a semi-truck in front of us, and it put, slams on its brakes. So Mike slams on his brakes as well, 
uh, and does not hit the semi-truck, because Mike is traveling at a safe distance, right? Out from underneath the semi-truck comes a, a, a bear. Like, I'm not exaggerating. A bear. It was not an adult bear. It wasn't like this just massive grizzly. It was like a smallish bear. It was flying out from underneath the semi-truck. <laughs> a flying bear? It's, ter- it's terrifying. Okay. It had been run over by the semi-truck. Wow. And so we avoided this bear. But what <laughs> happened was the, the, the guy behind us bumped us. Okay. It was like a, it was like you know it was a highway. He probably wasn't traveling a safe distance anyway. Or sober. But it, it it wasn't a big deal. He like fender bendered us. I turn around to look at him, and all of a sudden this massive crash, and there was an older woman behind that guy who clearly had no business driving in the world. Because she also wasn't sober, right? She she hit us all going like seventy miles an hour. Her car was just destroyed. And it bumped um, him back into you. Exactly. Okay. So there was a far more severe secondary crash. Thankfully, Mike's car was drivable, but the back end was just destroyed. So we continued. All the, we, it ended up being like a two-hour just ridiculous situation with the police coming. and you know, um, in a different state, and good Lord, yeah. It's... Oh, it was, and, and the guy behind us was a foreign gentleman in a rental car <laughs> who had absolutely no idea what the procedures were. What country he was in, right? The police officer asked him for his insurance. And this guy handed him everything in the glove box. <laughs> it was, and the police officer was like this new, this like New Jersey, like just stared at him. Yeah. It was awesome. Just it was completely so funny. shored just, up like, what's wrong with you, you know? All this to say, Mike's car, after the, the Delaware weekend, uh, he, put, he took it to the shop, right? So that's why I got a zip car, because Mike asked me if he could use my zip car privileges uh, to go. He had to run an errand for a trip he's taking. So, so I got a zip car, right? And I was, I'm getting a Honda Accord zip car. Okay, common car. Common car. I get a zip car, a call from the zip car people, and they're like, I'm sorry, the car that you reserved is stuck in traffic, but we can upgrade you <laughs> to the next tier, which the next tier is the luxury tier. So I was okay. like, oh. I was like, hello. And they're like, for no additional cost. I was like, uh-huh. okay, okay. Uh, guess what car they upgraded me to? What'd you get? A Mini Cooper. <laughs> I was in the driver's seat of the luxury vehicle. How about that luxury car? The Mini Cooper. Remarkable vehicle. Uh, which, Mini Coopers are actually kind of fun cars to drive. I do have a problem with, there's a, there was a sport button. Which, I'm, I'm fairly certain the sport button is like a placebo. I'm pretty sure that it's, the sport button... It's, like having, a, it it's I, like having a fun button. It is. You press it, and I think the only difference is you drive faster and more recklessly. I feel like that's the only difference. <laughs> it's very psychological. I felt okay. no difference in the vehicle. I just found myself driving faster. Once I pressed the sport button, it handled so beautifully. Yeah, it's because I took a turn at 80 miles an hour because <laughs> I was in sport mode, right? It's, but anyway. Because you engaged sport mode in your body, in your, in your mind. In, in my mind was in sport mode. I pushed my mental button, my sport button. Uh, but yeah, so it was... Uh, that was an experience. I enjoyed the mini, the mini Cooper. I got one more thing on cars while we're on cars. All right. Bear with me here. This is going to be me complaining about something that is so old news, nobody should be complaining about it. But I, okay. I got to do it anyway because I'm just sick of this. And it's just – I feel like it's happened twice to me very recently. And what I'm talking about is when people put shit on your car in a parking lot. Oh, my God. Yes. Dude, like I've – I it is – it absolutely infuriates me because I can't, I am immobilized. I walk back out into the parking lot of wherever I am and there's a thing on my windshield and I just sit there like a dumbo and I look at it. Right. Cause I, I you just, you just, first of all, I don't want to touch it. 
because I don't ever want to touch anything. It's got hepatitis on it. It's got scurvy and everything. Does. It's it has got, scurvy. It's, it's, got, it's got scurvy and it's got staff and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't just leave it there because it obscures my driving. I can't just take it off and throw it away because the nearest trash can is like 400 yards away. Right. I can't just throw it on the ground because I'm not a fuckhead. I, I, I can't just... You're not? I, <laughs> well, that's debatable. I can't just put it... <laughs> I can't just put it on the windshield of like an adjacent car because then I, I'm part of the problem. Right. I mean, the, literally, the only thing I can do after, getting, after waking up from my stupor is that I, I, I have to put it in my car. That is the right. only and thing then, I and can do. And then you have the hepatitis scurvy paper in your vehicle. For nine months. Right. Because that's inevitable. And I hate that. It's awful. I hate being powerless in these sorts of situations. It's just I don't deserve that. If you, I, can't, I hate that. Just fitness for you, seven Dallas Fort Worth. Look, I don't care. I don't want your advertisement for your gym. What am I going to do with that? Well, I, I think the, the they're hoping you go to their gym. I don't because I you're so, so because you're just... so like overjoyed that they shoved shit on your car. And the thing that I hate is I always think it's a ticket, no matter what color it is. I, my first thought is a ticket, and so I get I get prematurely angry. So it's like it's not. I'm not. I'm not initially angry because there's something on my car. I'm initially angry because I feel like I'm going to have to pay money. And then I get angrier when I see it's like a useless advertisement because they've put me through the frustration of thinking that I've re- received a ticket. I hate it. It's, I agree with you. Seven DFW locations. What do I need a, what do I need a gym for? Well, because you're a tiny, weak man. Yeah, but just... I mean, if, well, if, we're, people... if we're going to be completely honest, you need a gym more than almost anybody. <laughs> but, but I mean, gym. just but, like... Just do like a bunch of push-ups and sit-ups. Why are people going to gyms? Just like run around the block a few times. It's called a sidewalk. Like why? Because that, I think that's exactly how Lance Armstrong trains for uh, the Tour de France's. Uh, well, first off, now we know he injects himself with you know uh, to say. young he... male horse blood, and then he <laughs> runs right. around the block like he drinks blood. like virgin's blood before he goes on a race. Yeah, mm. I don't so. get it. I don't get hey, it. So, like... so here's let's transition quickly into Lance Armstrong. You know about all this doping stuff, right? I've yeah I have heard about him. He's he's and he's been stripped of his titles. Here's my here's my problem with this. If you know what I mean. He ooh, he's been stripped. Hello. Um <laughs> Lance Armstrong is one of the more transcendent I think athletes of our time. Like the guy the Tour the Tour de France even if he's oh did you hear I said France? The Tour de France. Mm-hmm. It was a good lingo. It was a good uh, like a, I really felt like you were being ethnically sensitive. <laughs> I'm going to eat my crepe as I discuss <laughs> the Tour de France. The Tour de France is like it's two it's like it's like a million miles. It's like two thousand miles of of biking up mountains and shit. It's ridiculous. And he not only did he win, he won like seven in a row, I think, something absurd. Well when you drink virgin's blood, you know, you can do things. So he's he doped. I, I, I feel like that's not really debated at this point. He doped, and yet the runners up of these races finished like a minute behind him. So I think the assumption needs to be that everyone is doping, right? Except for the guy who's in last place. Like, that's how an athlete finishes the Tour de France, who's not doping. Like, an hour behind Lance Armstrong. No, I just assume every professional athlete is, is on some sort of enhancer. Right, well, it just, it just frustrates me that Lance Armstrong is now stripped of his titles, and he's this, like, ridiculed figure. When, 
I guarantee you, I guarantee, if you look at the top 20 finishers in his years, I guarantee you they're doping. Or at no, least... but, but they're not celebrities, so no one has any vested interest in tearing them down. It's this culture we live in, it's this gossip, like, build them up, then tear them down culture that we live in, where it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a sick part of the human condition, where we, just, we like to see that, we're rabid for that kind of stuff. So that's why that's happening. It's just, it, it, it bothers me, because I personally, I don't know if he's a good person. I think, let me calculate the time I've spent with Lance Armstrong mm -hmm. uh, in person. Yeah. I've spent zero, zero hours and zero, zero minutes. Zero times, zero numbers of time units. He could rip the heads off puppies in his basement in his spare time. I don't care. He is an unbelievable athlete who, 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 it's not like he, it's not like he sits around on his couch and eats Lay's potato chips and injects himself with steroids. Like, <laughs> that's not really how it works. <laughs> The guy, the guy works hard, and and I'm not, and I'm not saying that people should take steroids, but now he's like this. It's like every accomplishment he's ever had is taken away. And that that whole that whole thing was frustrating. But how about this? I got something else for you. Tuesday, October thirtieth, according to the Yahoo Buzzlog, the top ten most searched for actors. Oh, here we go. On Tuesday, October thirtieth, let me run these down. Megan Fox, mm. Jennifer Lopez, okay. Catherine Heigl, Lindsay mm. Lohan. Talented. Angelina Jolie, Anna Ferris, Jessica Ooh. Alba, Woody Harrelson, okay, interesting. <laughs> Selma Hayek, and Deborah Messing. Okay. One of those things is not like the others. I know. Jessica Alba. What is she doing there? <laughs> hey, no, where did, where, hey, where did, where, hey, Woody. I feel like Woody Harrelson just searched himself like all day. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Woody. How are you doing? Oh, my God. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> you are sharing a list. With Megan Fox, Jennifer Lopez, Catherine Heigl, Lindsay Lohan, Angelina Jolie, Anna Faris, Jessica Alba, Selma Hagen, Deborah Messing. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. What are you up in that you are oh on this list of people? What a strange, what a strange search. I was like, what is that? Woody Harrelson is like basically in Maxim's 10 Sexiest Ladies of the Year or whatever, you know? He's, He's going to be popping up on all of these, like, 10 Most Powerful Women. It's like Oprah. Yeah. The Queen of England. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. J.K. Rowling. It's like... I but I'm I love Woody Harrelson first off. I think he's hilarious. Well, I love him too. If he's the dude is doing something right, if he's on this list, if he's in this company, that, he's succeeding. That's the American dream. To be on that that's the American dream now is to be on that list. He's like he's probably best buds with all of them too. He's probably under a pile of all of them right now. <laughs> Just like a like a big fuck pile. <laughs> that's that's it. He's un, he's under a fuck pile. <laughs> Um, I wonder if I wonder if there's a way we can get uh, the term "fuckpile" on the on the highest search. <laughs> Anyone who's listening to this podcast, Google that right Google now. Google "fuckpile" <laughs> and get back to us with what appears. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious. Oh um, God, that's that's an exciting list. I, you like I that list? That. How about how about something else? Part of the reason I went off on the parking lot thing was I was in Best Buy again, and I'm looking at the new CDs. Okay, and I noticed a number of things. The first thing I noticed was it seems like there are a lot of old ass bands that have a thing out now. Have you noticed this? Oh yeah. I noticed like a Neil, thing like from... Neil Young. Neil Young has a new CD. Neil Young has a CD. He's got a book that he wrote. He's got I I, I, I was I was 100% sure Neil Young was dead. <laughs> he is dead. Like I, I swear <laughs> I thought I thought I honestly <laughs> saw that he had released a like a CD, and I thought it was like a posthumous, yeah. like best of Neil Young. Yeah, <laughs> I swear I thought he was dead. Like classic rock legends, Neil Young. Like, right, and then I see he's alive and talking. I mean, how about that biography? I bet there's some stuff in that biography. Oh my God, yeah, Neil Young. Oh man, I bet there's some 
some sins and injuries in that biography. Mm. Some some mis- some mistresses and some. Oh man, take a look at my life. I'm a <laughs> like you. That's exciting. That's, I think that's the Gladys Knight and the Pips version of the song. That's a, that's a different. <laughs> hey, hey, oh man. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I was, I was it, the Pips there. I wasn't. That, you, I which was, one? I I, okay, I'll be Gladys. You be the Pips. All right. Apparently, the Pips is one. It's his. It's his first name. The last name Pips. <laughs> it's a duo. His name was Daryl Pip. <laughs> his name was Steve Pip. Um, Steve Pip. Yeah, that was it. Have you heard Steve Pip and Gladys Knight? They rock. They're on point. They're doing a world tour. No, but Gladys Knight and the Steve Pip. <laughs> this... the full. Um, no, but you got you got the Rolling Stones have a thing. Blondie mm-hmm, has mm-hmm. a CD out. I'm like, what the Blondie? I didn't oh again God. talk about people who I thought were dead. No, oh, Jesus. Kiss has a new thing out. Oh, Kiss is everywhere now. Kiss is getting. I saw I saw like three or four commercials with Kiss. Oh, and you hear that like the 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 Kiss guy who's dressed like a cat. What's his name? His name is like Queensburg. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Like, like Queensburg Jones or something. It's an awesome his name. name. Like, his name is like Queen, Queensburg. <laughs> you know, Heigl. Or I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. But it's Catherine guy, Queensburg he, he, Heigl. He's the one who dressed like a cat. He had the cat whiskers. You know, he was like the accordion player. I know Gene, and I know Paul Stanley, and I know Ace Freely, and I know was it Peter Stamp is the drummer? Those are the four that I know. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, one of one of Kiss, one of the Kiss, uh, released released <laughs> one, a book. One of the movement known as the Kiss. Right, released a book about like the tell-all Kiss story. Okay, right. Of all the people to release, the, it's the Kiss. The, the cat guy. I'm sure in all of these awesome, crazy stories, he was, like, sitting in the corner. Right. Like, watching. And he was on the elevator, like, getting the pizza for the band. Right. This is like Ringo Starr writing a tell-all Beatles story. Yeah. The the person that everyone forgot was part of the band is writing this. <laughs> That's right. Um, anyway, yeah, now, all this to say... All these, these old rockers, yes. man. Like... Heart has a new thing. They're still around. I like Heart though. I'm not gonna rag on Heart. I dig Heart. They're like they're pretty cool. I actually saw a video of them like six months ago, and they can still belt some tunes. Those those ladies have. They've still got some pipes. Not as you know, not as much as certainly Ann Wilson cannot quite sing. Like, I mean, nobody can sing like they sang 30 years ago. But she right. she was like an amazing singer. Oh no, it was and ridiculous. now she's just a you know a good singer. All this to say, even if their voices are still decent, you right. don't need to be releasing music. Aerosmith? That was what it was. Aerosmith has a new thing? Oh my God. Like, first CD in 11 years. Are you guys kidding? Aerosmith? Yeah. What is the point? Money. The point is, let's make... I thought they all hated each other. They break up and they reunite every year because of American Idol or because Steven Tyler released a new fragrance or something. I don't know what they're doing. When a band breaks up, I appreciate when they actually break up. Like Simon and Garfunkel. They were broken up for like 28 years or something like that. Okay, right. And they did a reunite tour. And they still sounded great. They were doing these songs. And it was like a heavy moment. Even though I wasn't around for the length of time, it was still something kind of special. But yeah, like Aerosmith. No. They're a joke. Breaking up, getting back together. They're a joke at this point. They're doing the Super Bowl. Clearly trying to get publicity. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Okay, also with the new CDs, your boy Lupe Fiasco has a thing. And I pick Mm -hmm. it up. And it has no – it's black on the front black on the back Mm -hmm. no information at all on the thing and i'm like mr fiasco i think somebody already did this in 1991 i and then someone i did this before that in 1968 i think like i'm not sure that's allowed anymore yeah that's a that's a bit overdone also my boy toby keith (laughs) 
speaking of country musical. Beer and horses. Well, his new thing is uh, equally intellectual, Hope on the Rocks. I'm excited to hear this. Track one is the title track, Hope on the Rocks. Track number two, The Size I Wear. Track number three, Scat Cat. Number four, I Like Girls That Drink Beer. Number oh, my God. F- number five, Get Got. Number six. That was his Wire-based song. <laughs> he watched The Wire. It was about like, Baltimore, yeah. I like the idea of the rest of his songs being like, Get Out the Game, <laughs> uh, Sling sling Hair On. like The Queen, She Ain't No Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you hear that Chris and Snoop both lay down a verse in Toby Keith's new song? <laughs> number six, Haven't Had a Drink All Day. I'm noticing a pattern here. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Haven't Seen the Last of You. Creepy, creepo, stalker, pervert. Yeah, he's, 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 about to, he's about to rape someone there, I feel like. Number eight, cold beer country. Oh, my God. Number nine. This mi- is like, this, this is, if, I was a, if I was a southern, like, I, I grew up in Texas right. and Louisiana. Shouldn't and we be offended by this? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Though. I feel like everyone who listens to country music should be un- incredibly offended. Toby Keith has narrowed down the southern experience to beer. Number nine, missed you just right. Oh, Jesus. Number 10, you ain't alone, again, like he's in the corner looking at you. He's like, right. you're at the bar with your friends. He's across on the other side of the bar stalking you with his hat well, no, on. The, like, that, that first song was him looking into your living room window. This song is you're asleep and he's in your, in your room watching. Oh, okay. <laughs> like in the chair next to you with his shotgun. Yeah. The next one's going to be like, your hair smells so nice. <laughs> 